0: Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon. I'm the host of this pirate ship. My co-captain, Dr. Barry Spears, will be with us right after the first break. We get to talk about industry turmoil today, which of course has been a constant theme for a while. Um, Especially when you consider last week's complete debacle at Churchill Downs. And we'll, uh, we'll give that some, we'll have some ideas about that. Uh, talk about the Belmont. It's coming up this weekend. I'll be there. If you're, if you're around, I shall be there. Well, I hope I shall be there. Um, but I'm planning on being there. Talk about that and, uh, you know, a couple other things. See you in a second. Hello, sniper. Sup?
1: Sup? Sup? Nothing.
0: Nothing. Nothing is up at all.
1: <laughs>
0: nothing good. Any? <anyway. laughs> this is gonna be a so short show. Bad. It's gonna be short tonight because I'm just fed up with everybody.
2: I hear you. I kind of had that feeling that that was the case.
0: <clears throat> it's just, uh, listen, man if you're involved in in horse racing in any extensive manner, get your affairs in order. (laughs) Patience is is, is terminal. It's gotten to be where the idiocy is just so far there's so much to wade through the amount of stupid ideas and (laughs) Ridiculous things that people believe to just get to a common place of, okay, this is a problem. We need to do, you know, something to mitigate it. We can't do that because everyone is stupid. It's amazing. It's amazing. And I understand that sometimes without explaining things to certain individuals, they don't understand what you're speaking of. Um, you know they he's like the big picture <laughs> but after the last week I mean since our last show last week it's been nothing but the funnery. I mean this business looks awful as usual and it's not just the people Calling the shots. Uh it, it's 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 just everywhere. And and I, I just,
2: you know. I don't understand it. I, I just don't know how we got that far gone where nobody can make a sound decision about anything in this industry. I can't and even it, figure it's out frightening. What... It's frightening. It's like, how did we get this far? And they've never, you know, really since I I've been paying attention. So I'd say probably like the last ten years. Um, not 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 too many good decisions in that time frame that helped the sport go further along, or, or, you know, um, helped elongate its tenure. <laughs> Everything, every decision that's been made has actually shortened the lifespan.
0: It's always some kind of technical issue or some sort of uh, band aid. And when you look at the big picture, I mean, honestly, everyone should step back and look at the big picture. It's not that complicated. Laws of supply and demand, of, 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 of you know, doing what your customer wants you to do incentivizing the proper things, understanding the issues before you react to them. I mean, these are basics. This is like the simplest of, of right. Approaches. In a, in and, a and that never happened.
2: You know, would make these kinds of decisions or would be preemptive doing things in order for that business not to fail. And it's like, we're too reactionary to, to the nonsense and it, it makes the industry and the people running it look that much worse it's it's just
0: I'm so tired of talking about it I hear you man and uh, you know uh, we've talked about the word safety and how it gets used as a crutch these days and how whenever someone's losing an argument they bring up safety you know, they, they throw that at you. Oh, well, you know. And it's just such a misconception that the industry is not doing anything or hasn't done anything. Because it has. I mean, as dysfunctional as it is and as poorly as most things are, are handled, the number of breakdowns has gone down pretty dramatically and it doesn't mean that everything's perfect or that things can't be done better there can't be tweaks there can't be um you know more focus on maybe individuals that have issues um there's things that certainly could always be done to to improve but everybody is in such a, a rush to to judge or to say it or to do this or to do that. And and it's like, you're missing the point, man. Racing could be perfectly 1000% safe and no horses could ever get hurt and everything would be great. But if no one bet on the races, then it wouldn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. It's all for nothing. If no one's there to watch the races, if the tracks start closing, it doesn't matter. And, And that's the point I tried to make today with my tweet. And it wasn't about synthetics because I'm sick of arguing about that. I'm sick of it. It's not about whether I like it or you like it or this guy or that. It, The fact of the matter is it's a little bit safer. It's a little bit safer. It's not super safe. If I told you that over a four month period we would have over the entire country the entire country we would have 14 breakdowns versus five over the entire country Hmm. do you think that anyone from the outside looking in would say hey they're doing their best we're not going to mess with them anymore <laughs> not, not in
2: 2023 that's for sure
0: an improvement of, of, of you know when every other week every third week across all the tracks running not just Churchill or Belmont or this one all of them so on a monday afternoon at uh wherever um
2: finger legs yeah well it's just so crazy that the the safety has been you know stepped up a little bit um and and was probably safest the sport's ever been technically the product has suffered, <laughs> you know, and and it's it's almost unbettable on certain days. And this is also coming from big tracks like you know, the the ones that we're used to seeing, like you know, New
0: York, Florida, Kentucky. You right, know. and and you're not insinuating that that. Uh... Being safer has has
2: no, the two two things don't really, um, you know, connect. There's not a a line drawn between a little things,
0: in, in a little bit, they do. In that, a little, um, there, there is, there will certainly be overzealous, um, taking horses out of commission that really aren't, don't have anything wrong with them, they're just not well made. But um, your know, your point is is it's kind of what I was trying to say was that the foundation, the 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 financial foundation that the sport is built upon is broken, and if you don't fix that, all these other things are are not going to matter. I mean, you could make the NFL way safer. You could have far less injuries. Yeah, <laughs> if you make made it, it, it touch football. If you <laughs> if you made, football. It, made it flag football. Yeah, they would have. They would probably cut down their injuries a, you know significant amount. Now, obviously, there's not that many you know deaths and in and in, in football, but but um, they don't do that because they don't want to crater their product. And horse racing is a little different because, believe it or not, people actually care more about horses than they do people which is probably not the worst thing in the world. But um, it's gotten to the point, though, where you, you look at the cards we, we looked at recently, and you hear, and I'm you know, this isn't a public thing, but I hear from trainers and owners all the time about not being able to get their horses in races. That's absurd. And when you look at these small fields, and you start to understand that, these are the ones that they hustled up enough to make it go with five or six. That they, These other ones that, that, that had two or three or four in them. And this is a problem that we've preached about for a long time. I've been talking about this for 15 years. I asked Steve Beck about it when I was telling him. 15 years ago, at least. said, so you're going to run into a problem on the backside. When... All the good horses go to a few people that the racetrack's ability to write good races and have them fill is lessened. And, and that's just math, man. That, that's just math, pure and simple. And it has never been dealt with in any manner. And it shows all the time it shows. Yet no one says a word about it. No one says a word about it. We do, but no one in in an official capacity that writes for one of the industry trades comes out and says, you know what? We have a real problem, and we do. And as the horse population shrinks, um, and it'll shrink more because of of safety regulations, there'll be more horses that are taken out of commission it's just it's, it's a fact of life. It's going to happen. So you're dealing with a smaller population, which which makes it more difficult because of the, the horses that are taken out of commission. For the most part, it's not going to be the ones residing in the barns, the big barns. It's going to be the smaller guys are going to have um, you know, less horses to compete with. And less opportunities the way they write races. And uh, another thing, as they you know cut days, we cut races. We you know a lot of tracks we're running seven race cards, eight race cards. And I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because they can't fill the other. <laughs> Believe me, they'd love to write ten, but they can't fill. So, wh- what's anybody doing about that? Nobody's doing anything about that. I don't care about animal rights groups. I don't care about them. I've said this enough. The, they're not going to stop racing in this country. Not, not before we stop it ourselves. They're just they're just an nuisance. They're an annoyance. Right. And worrying about them is 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 stupid. Well, yeah, that because it's mean, not like they just should, they like just popped up like, yesterday. They they've well, been yes, around. But but worrying about like you can't change your um your business model because of them right exactly because you know
2: they they haven't moved the needle ever so why would we acquiesce to anything that they want to do now well, and they're you know? not
0: they're not here to to regulate us or to, no. to make us better they're here to eliminate us to shut us down right so they have to be, Uh, Of course, you should be cognizant of them, but you don't make moves to appease them because you can't appease them. And, And when you do make a move that they suggest, they tell their followers, see, that's the next step. Then now we've got them to do this. We've got, you know, now we've got their attention. They're listening to us, which is the worst thing to do. What you need to do is build your business as strong as you can build it. And no one's thinking of that. Everyone's thinking defensively. Oh, we have to put synthetic tracks because Earl Max said so. They, have, they ran the Epsom Derby on, on Saturday and they had to have like a thousand police officers line the whole racetrack to, to make sure people didn't run out. And one moron did run out. Yeah, somebody
2: did. I
1: yeah.
0: But guess what? They don't run the Epsom Derby on dirt. They don't run it on dirt. And that's the thing. Like, you're reacting to animal rights people. And, and oh, well, you know, our social license. Our social license is lessened because our, our uh, the amount of tax revenues that racing provides to politicians is dwarfed now by sports betting. So we don't look so hot. That's truth, man.
1: If people well, want, that's you definitely can, true.
0: You, you, can, you can say whatever you want. But in the end, money talks. And nobody likes breakdowns. Nobody wants to see that. No one. No one. But in a lot of ways, it's the timing of it. It's not even the number. Because the number can be taken out of context. People say, oh well, there's twelve broke down, you know. Well A it wasn't twelve. It was eight. Not that eight's great, but it wasn't twelve. People keep saying twelve, but it's not. So number one, you're already dealing with um people willing to to use numbers that aren't accurate.
2: Right, to exaggerate no a little bit.
0: To it. There's no context to it because of those horses, one of them was in the morning. How many other ones happened in the morning? How many happened in the morning last year? I don't know. I have no idea. I haven't a clue. I mean, that was.
2: Kind I'd of, have to go out on a limb and say more than eight.
0: I, I think that was one of the dirty little secrets about the Santa Diego situation was that. The year prior, they had just as many. But nobody was counting.
2: Or oh, they didn't count all of them. They only counted some of
0: them. No, no one was counting at all the year before. They were no, counting that's... internally, but nobody externally was knew what was. It's... And, and like I said, none of this is to say that... I mean, we, we would like the number to be zero. Sure. But the way it was handled last week, it just is another... Uh, sign that, that this industry is not does not do any. it just doesn't handle business in a in a professional manner like how can anyone who is uh, who's who's been involved in any sort of major business they all know that when you have a crisis you have the crisis management team or you hire them <laughs> And, and they help guide you through the crisis. One of the things you don't want to do is look unorganized and look like nobody's in charge and, and make it look as though you're not on the same page. the very least, you want everyone on the same page? the horsemen, the track, the commission, the HISA people. They should all have been on the same page. They had this HISA summit on Tuesday. Now, they had it at Lexington, which doesn't make any sense to me because uh, the, <laughs> the, the track having local. issues is, is at Churchill. Well, I'm, I'm sure they would have a boardroom or two that they could have loaned them to have these, these meetings. But, you know, their offices are, are in Lexington. But, I mean, if I was going to have a press conference, I would be having it from the track where you're having the issues, not a different place. I don't know. Maybe the PR people, uh, the professionals, might disagree. I have no idea. But that's just you know. But what happened and how everything played out from Tuesday's Miss um, Lazarus saying that uh, they could shut Churchill's signal down, floating that out, which to me made no sense unless you were going to actually do that. Do because, it, right? You know, one of the 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 basics of of business is um you know for, for public relations wise never take responsibility for something that's beyond your control so <laughs> if you say you're going you know you have the power to shut the track down and you don't and then they run and then a horse breaks down well then who's you're that the one they look at yeah, because exactly you, you had the power to shut it down you didn't why didn't you You know, so that to me was an error that they they wound up escaping because thankfully no, no horses got hurt, but then the whole, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have this big meeting with the horseman Churchill Downs, and then they, they came up with three kind of bizarre protocols when they weren't going to pay horses from sixth to 10th anymore, which doesn't seem to make any sense. That's nothing to do with anything. Uh, If you wanted to run four times in eight weeks, you can't do it though. That probably affected maybe, you know, one person. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, how often does that happen? Um, And uh, what was the other one? Uh, Oh, if you, if you, if you get beat 12 lengths in five consecutive races uh you can't you are not eligible unless you get secret permission from you know, it's like uh, like what <laughs> right this stuff was supposed to make things easier and now it's just even more convoluted than it was yeah and, and like how, how does any of those things actually prevent horses from getting hurt it, it doesn't it it had it was it was more or less of uh <clears throat> We're gonna we're we're doing something, and what the something is is kind of pointing the finger at the horseman. And then after they raced on Thursday and Friday during the racing card,
2: I said, "Yeah, we're gonna move it.
0: Yeah, we're gonna move the track safe, but we're gonna move it to Ellis. But we're not gonna do that until until that
2: after a Sunday's on. card.
0: Oh yeah, by the way, we're gonna have training on that same track. So." And then, you know, later on, it was kind of uh, after the fact. Oh yeah, Heisa was on. The, he- Heisa had something to do with this too, <laughs> which seems like that my year may not be true. Because if it had something to do with it, I'm not sure why they wouldn't have announced it in a, in a, a a joint press conference or a joint release, which would make more sense. Uh, what happened to the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission? I don't know. They they didn't seem to exist anymore. I mean, didn't hear a boo from them. So, I, I just think that it was it was so. I, and I don't even criticize the move to Ellis. The truth is, no, we we endorsed that actually. Yeah, I last mean, last
2: week it was on Monday. we were like, well, they might as well just move it.
0: If, if you're the if you if you're easier. if you're a car stander. OK, and you are the, the CEO or whatever his, his job is um, at Churchill Downs. Well, what you need to do more than anything is not have horses break down in your races. And there's no protocols that's gonna, or that, that, that can stop that. There's no rules changes. There's no veterinary checks. Nothing can stop that. It can happen at any time. And truthfully, if a horse um, shied and went through the rail and 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 you know landed poorly and and and, and broke their neck, which has nothing to do with anything, that still is going to count on the local news up in the right hand corner of their screen. It's going oh, yeah. to it's going to chick that uh, it's going to click over to thirteen. If a horse um, you know gets kicked in the paddock by another horse and and, and keels over that's going to count so what you need to do is have no more deaths you have to put that the the distance between the last one and the next one as far away as possible so moving the track moving the dates to to Ellis from their standpoint makes sense it's going to cost them money i mean no doubt it will cost them oh yeah a lot of money um but those guys think in, in terms of share price, and, and their stock is going down.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, their stock is going down. It's going down since the, the Derby, basically. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it's inconvenient. It's, it's a giant pain in the ass. But you can guarantee one thing's not going to happen. There's not gonna be death at Churchill Downs. Not not in the afternoon. Nope. Not in the afternoon. Even though you know there are enough um, PETA operatives uh, hiding out and videotaping everything in the mornings too. So if something does happen, I'm sure it'll get out, but it won't have the same um, punch. It. it won't have the same right. effectiveness. Yeah. Right. So. So yeah, we don't. You know, you and I were of the opinion that maybe they should do that so and they own the track and it's gonna you know run they're, they're gonna be open in a month anyways and I'm not really that critical of that decision I'm just critical of like everything else like this thing should have been well yeah thing, why it did been it take... no releases from anyone right they should have did this on their own well that they all should have done it should have been a joint venture yes we're all in the same thing together you know like uh-huh. the Kentucky Horse uh-huh. Racing Commission, they 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 seem like you know they gave up their, oh we're gonna let Haysa handle racetrack safety from now on. Well, you still have to be in the room, you right? Should, you can't just just turn tune out. <laughs> everybody should be on the same page. They should have got it with Churchill and said, listen, we need to do this together so that we look, we 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 gain credibility, or I shouldn't say we gain it, but you lose credibility when you do it in a disjointed manner and when literally everyone on horse racing social media even the dopes are saying how can you say that the track is safe and then say you're going to move your races but then race for the next three days days. like i mean it just was kind of a a bizarre notion
2: Right. And it's and again, it's one of those things that's
0: hard to explain the move. If you were going to run (laughs) the weekend, you should have just waited, not said anything. Right. right. Until until after Sunday's races, everyone, everyone and pray to God, nothing happens. And then Sunday make the announcement due to a you know, conversations Actors, with Hissa, blah, horsemen,
2: blah, blah blah, 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 blah. We're going to move the rest of the meat over to Ellis yeah. for safety reasons.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> we're going to do extra this. We're going to look at that. We're going to do this. And, but you know, ha- ha- having the track open in the morning for training, uh, isn't going to preclude that because we can start at 11 AM and and we can work all day and blah, 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 blah. <sighs> But, the, but in the end, the the idea that everyone starts throwing, oh, we should go to synthetics. You're oh, man. The point. Like, if we're going to make drastic moves in this business, we should make drastic moves that help the business. That doesn't help the business. That would put a few tracks probably out of business if you were mandated to do that. Do people think it's cheap to, to put a synthetic track in? <laughs> Millions. So, like, you can talk about Churchill Downs doing it, or you could talk about... Um, Belmont, Belmont. Well, how much do you think it costs to to do it at Belmont?
2: Probably like ten million.
0: Probably more than that.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm being Way conservative. More
0: <laughs> They're putting one in inside the two inner turf courses, so that one's not going to be nearly as big as as a mile and a half one would be. I mean, you're talking. I, I don't. I don't know the the volume of plastic that they need but that's an awful lot bro that's what i mean it's, it's you're talking <laughs> you know Gulfstream's stream's a mile track with a shoot
2: right and they had a hell of a time with that yeah
0: one. belmont's a mile and a half track that's a lot lot more ground to cover so and it's wider i guarantee it's wider and It's just not feasible in a lot of places. Do you think the Finger Lakes is going to spend $10 million to put a, put a, they'll just close. <laughs> or, or just
2: run like two races so they can <laughs> keep the casino.
0: I mean, it's just, we did this before. We did this before. Hmm. Synthetics are only better for a uh... Because Certain tracks. The, because yeah. the stacks the, the stats are are a little bit better. They're just a little bit better. The way they talk about it, you'd think that uh, dirt tracks have nine horses a day breaking down and aesthetics haven't had one since uh, you know March twenty twenty one, which is not true. <laughs> there was one at Goldstream the other day. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing—is like we're not talking about just—we're not above safety. We, we, we all—we don't want. We would love if you could devise a, a way to to cut the numbers to zero. Want to see no horse get hurt? But you can't just punt on everything else. You can't. I've said this before. I have no idea what a synthetic horse is supposed to look like. I really don't. I still don't. I don't I don't know that anyone really does. But I don't think that we're in a position as an industry to take many more hits. No. It's 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 rough
2: and this last week has been pretty rough in in that area because You know, obviously, the the Belmont Stakes is around the corner. You know, the eyes are going to be back on the sport again. You know, with the hopes that nothing crazy happens on Friday or Saturday. That would. Put this sport into even more jeopardy. And it's just not a good feeling. And, you know. Yeah, the, the, the card on Friday at Belmont's good and Saturday, obviously, is going to be good. It's just temporary, you know what I mean? It's just one day or two days out of 365 where there are a lot of problems, things to be addressed, and no plan. That's, I think, the disheartening thing for me is that it, there's just seems to be no way out of this. Other than, you know, the collective demise. And I, and I hate to sound like doom and gloom, but I really don't see. Um, I, I just don't see how, you know, we could pull ourselves out of this. I, I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible, but it it's it's gonna be very difficult, and the right decisions need to be made in order to do it and I don't know if we're capable of that,
0: yeah, I hear you i just love the people that love to chime in with all the answers, and then
1: oh'm <laughs> sure they
0: got all the answers and they they shut off their phone, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just do this and I, okay. So have you, have, has anybody looked at the, the cards lately? Maybe Santa Anita or Belmont?
2: Saturday was brutal, I have to admit. Sunday at Santa Anita was brutal.
0: So the cards are awful, they're running two days a week, three days a week. And this is this is never talked about, this is not talked about as an issue. Nope. Everyone wants to talk about, argue about track surfaces. Track surfaces are not saving this business. That's We're really <laughs> true. We're
2: changing, we're changing the, uh, the triple crown. Yeah. The triple
0: crown.
2: What a I'm terrible sure. distraction
0: from the real issues. Let, let's just make a couple things blatantly clear. The, go, uh, the official Going in Circles podcast position here. That <laughs> the Kentucky Derby is the single most coveted race in North America period it's not close I don't even know what would be second maybe the Breeders' Cup Classic I I don't even know
2: it's a good question
0: the reason that a lot of horses from the Kentucky Derby aren't following up in Preakness or the Belmont is A they really weren't good enough they, they didn't really belong in the race to begin with
1: right
0: so when you put a horse in and it's a race that's over their head or it's it's a distance that's too far or it's a horse that just isn't um isn't ready to to to, to handle that race i love the guys the idea oh we should run fresher horses yeah that's a great idea <sighs> so let's, let's run horses a mile and a quarter on the dirt in a twenty horse field with. You know, one start, <laughs>
2: one raise in six months. <laughs> yeah,
0: that right. that works. Okay, yeah. Nobody's going to get hurt. I'm I'm sure it will come out of it wonderfully. Nobody's going to get hurt doing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but they don't run back into Preakness because they 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 really were just in the they were in the Derby because it was the dream of the owner. How many times do you hear that? I mean, how many times do you hear that when they're saying that? that is the other things that they're not saying is we don't really belong in here. And if this was a normal race, we wouldn't be in here, but the guy wants to do the walk over and he wants to have to go to the parties. And, and I get it. That's it's a huge, it's a huge thing, especially for people that have put a lot of money to his business over the years and, and never gotten close. So yeah, I understand why they do it, but, you also have to look at the other side and understand why their horses don't come out of the race very well <laughs> and aren't ready to run back in two weeks. Because the fact is that they don't want to be 30 to one in the Preakness. <laughs> Even though, based on this year's odds, it appears no matter how poor your form is,
2: <laughs> you're still going to be eight to one. <laughs> right.
0: But I, I mean, it's not a thing. And, and the Belmont is a mile and a half. Right, it's which is another disqualifier for a lot of people. It's a mile and a half. I mean, Ray's Kane dropped out, but we couldn't figure out why Ray's Kane was. Why there. was he even considered? <laughs> His best race by far was a a a, a deep closing um, mile race in the Gotham Off, in the on the wet track. When went, yeah, when they went super fast early and super slow late, and I'm not so sure that he should be running in two turn races at all. He probably is better at one turn. So let's not like try to make it out like the Triple it. Crown should be changed because Ray Kane is 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 gonna run in a race at Ellis Park instead of the Belmont. He, who gave him a prayer in the Belmont? Nobody. Not me. Nobody. It's it's just this weird sense of um you know what what you do with the triple crown by changing it. And like I guess if they change and they made three weeks between the Derby and Preakness and three weeks between the Preakness and the Belmont. You know what? If, if, if you have to make a change, I think everyone could live with that. I don't know that the two weeks is sacred as, as um, you know changing the distances or something else, right? But you still uh, you have a limited number of horses of that quality, and these races aren't cheap to run in. No cost money to run in these races. I think it costs fifty thousand. So that's one of those you know, stop worrying about it. I you know, when when we would run Belmont's and, and, and Preaknesses in the past that didn't have overflow fields, I don't recall people like screaming, Oh my god, we gotta change the triple crown. <laughs> I mean there was always kind of the oh, man, nobody. we're, we're never going to see another Triple Crown winner. We need to change it because it's too hard. But I never remember people saying, oh, man, field size are small. Meanwhile, we have five race cards or five horse races all the time. Too many. All the time. And, no, and, and nobody's concerned about that. And every time you try to say, okay, this is what we should do to try to mitigate that problem. Oh, you can't do that. You can't tell owners where to, who to send their horses to. You can't restrict that. You can't do this Do process, blah, 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 blah. It's all, there's always some nonsense that everyone wants to, all the barriers they want to put in front, but you want to solve the problem? You want to do...
2: You just do it. You, you solve it.
0: You solve it.
2: Right. <laughs> None of the, the, the nonsense and the smoke and mirrors about this, that, and the other if you're gonna
0: do it, do it. It's like the stakes issues we've talked about oh, this ad nauseum for years, and I now mean, that was on full saying, oh, display this weekend. Wow! Oh look, they're running all the same race at the same weekend. That doesn't make any sense. Of course, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Yeah, in fact, that that Philly uh, that uh, that turf race—it was Philly's turf race, right? No, that no. they're. Boys. The one that they're running at um at Belmont on Friday that drew in fact a horse scratched out of the one at at Churchill to run in the,
0: the Belmont one. Yeah, the well the the um New Year's Eve,
2: I believe yeah. the horse that scratched out of that race this weekend. The, at, just the game,
0: which yes. is now consistently getting five and six horse fields. Used to be getting that—that that was a race that used to get ten or twelve. Now it doesn't; it gets five or six. Right, it gets, it gets five. And like you said, if if New Year's Eve had had taken and uh, had not scratched at Churchill, it would have been four.
2: Right, and it's a basically the same exact race ran and one happen. week
0: apart. And and, and here's what will happen. I can tell you what's going to happen because this is the shit that always happens. The Churchill races are mostly listed races. All the races they've added since they got, you know, overflowed since since they got flush with cash, mm. all these stakes they've added have all been listed races. You watch, they'll start grading them. Guarantee another year, they'll they'll start knocking, uh, putting grades on them, and it just will gum the system up even worse. Mm. Because yeah. there's no schedule. And that's the thing, man. That's the thing. I even, I got an argument with my dad about it. Oh no. He said, Well the tracks don't care about the grades. I said, Oh yes they do. He goes, That makes no sense. I said, When's when did when does what the tracks do make sense? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of agreed at that point. Oh, they definitely Pay attention to those grades. Oh, yeah. But they don't own them. The grades are owned by Toba. And I'm sure that someone's out there saying, well, yeah, Toba, which is owned by the Jockey Club, or controlled by the Jockey Club, and the Breeders' Cup board, and um, (laughs) it's all interrelated. So... God, that's part of the reason why no one gets done. Nothing gets done because people don't want to upset the the apple cart. And really, it, it's just in the end, it would be for the common good. Could you imagine uh, the NCAA tournament if the the teams made their own schedules? <laughs> Holy shit! It'd be Cupcake City, bro. Yeah. That's what I mean, Every,
2: all the teams would be like twenty five and zero. Kansas. Like, <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, no. We're playing uh, playing South- all D two teams. Southeastern, uh, New Hampshire State. No, and we're we we're playing them at home. So that's
2: a tough game, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They mop them by thirty, and then they're like, "What?" You know, all the teams, all the all the top ten seeds in each region would would be undefeated. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah, they'd bring their own refs too oh, boy. <laughs> it's so it's so telling though when people in racing try to use sports analogies because almost always they screw them Get them wrong you know like saying that the super bowl is the our, the triple crown is our super bowl no it's not it's not at all the super bowl is the the culmination of of the season it's the last um uh, the last game with two teams left standing, whoever's left at the end, the the Kentucky Derby's are Super Bowl, and it's screwed up because, unfortunately, it's not at the end of the season. It's a, at the it's beginning, kind of quasi beginning of the season. If anything that would be called a Super Bowl would be the Breeders Cup. The Triple Crown is is three separate events. It would be like if you had the playoffs before the Super the Super Bowl before the playoffs. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if you were going to, you really wanted to make the triple crown, uh, you wanted to change it. The first thing you should do is probably change the order, the sequence. You should put the Preakness first and put the Belmont second. Right. And put the Kentucky Derby third and then change the distances. But that's, you know, I mean, there's a better chance of, uh, well, you seeing Liberace's ghost? Yeah, <laughs> there's a be- there's a better chance of Irad not hurting or Paco <laughs> not looking back 412 times every stretch run. He managed to get talking a nation beat the other day.
2: How I don't know. It's a bizarre race.
0: It was, it was, it
2: was rather strange.
0: But, you know, it's interesting about the horse racing aspect. I mean, and this is actually the fun stuff to talk about, is that the whole world had the Florida, including us, (laughs) had the Florida um, three-year-old turf horses being like, like top notch, right? Top of the line the horse, uh, the Pletcher horse that w- originally started with Clement, uh the Chad Brown horse, Carl Spackler, uh-huh. talk of the nation. None of them have won. In... <laughs> <laughs> they have win. Since they left Florida, none of them have won. <laughs> Carl Spackler got spanked uh, on Derby Day. Um, the right. talk of the, the nation. Pletcher, the, the Pletcher horse has lost twice in a row, though you know, the other day Joel took a tour of the entire turf course during the race and, and, uh, talking to nation. So like we had these three horses being like a big cut above everyone. They're, they're all for four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it wasn't as though, uh, um, it, it wasn't as though, uh, I mean the derby, the, the, what did they call that? The, um, uh, American turf that that was a tough race, and Web Slinger won that, and he came back, he came won. back and won so easy, you know. So so it was a Florida horse; it just wasn't the right. We we just had our top three off. It's like
2: Mostache. He came back to win. Yeah, yeah. out of that talk of
0: the nation race too. Um, yeah, but it is a deep divisional. I mean, the three old turf horses are good. Um, just remains to see how good they're going to be. Um, they they draw for the Belmont tomorrow. I mean, the Belmont's a paceless race. It seems like I know. We
2: might have uh, another national treasure. Wire to wire. Nobody wants to run with him.
0: I mean, that the, the to beat the way to beat that horse is just
2: just get somebody to run at him.
0: Right. Just. You get someone in front of him because he yeah. he, doesn't, he doesn't want to pass horses. <clears throat> He's not even that fast. He got a four thorough graph winning the um the preakness. That's not good.
2: <laughs> not
0: in a triple crown race. I mean certainly American Lion could get in front of him, but where well, they really want to. Yeah. You know, are, are they... Same same barn. Why why would Right, you? exactly. Exactly. So, so, we got another Forte bobble.
2: Yeah, what was that
0: about? I mean, it... I have no idea. People have, um, I, I think, one, two, three, four, five. I think five different people have either texted me or called me or asked me about it. and mm-hmm. it's, it's just really hard to say.
2: Right. It happens all the time, but, you all know. The time.
0: All the time. And I, I mean, with, without any other context of seeing the horse of knowing the horse, I mean, sometimes horses do that because they get distracted or they get, they get surprised when right, yeah. they see something on the track or the, um, you know, somebody makes a noise or the the rider shifts one way or another, and or they just stumble, you know, they hit a soft patch or, um, you know, they're not paying attention, but, um. I mean, you'd rather not see it, but I, I don't. I, I don't know that it's right. It is not automatically bad. Uh, his demise is imminent.
2: But uh, yeah, I saw somebody calling for for him to be retired. So I was like, yeah, I've yeah, had enough. I've had enough. Twitter for the day.
0: No, that's right. <laughs> First time starters in the Derby, and horses horse stumbles, then we should scratch them. I really long for the days of sanity and racing. When all we did and, and let's not pretend that we didn't complain about things Oh but yeah, we complained all the time. Back in the day everyone complained too. I remember people in the eighties saying, Oh, these horses ain't nothing. They'd have never beat the horse in the seventies and I'm sure the people in the seventies said the horse in the sixties are better and and on and on and on, but but man it's the the whining and the incessant crying about everything i mean our product stinks that that's where we need to focus our 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 energy right because you know like
2: let's just say let's just go back um 10 years right 2013 there were more bettable cards in 2013 than there are or will be in 2023. I can tell you that. Oh,
0: That's it. guaranteed. Not even close. It's not even close. There are a lot of unbeddable cards. And it's. The feedback sucks. I get from. The people that are. Racing takes for granted Because. They're suckers, and they know it. And they've been coming to the races and betting on the races or owning horses for forever. Those are the people that really, to me, is the tell: is that so many of them say the same thing, the same thing, that they're super frustrated and they they don't get enjoyment out of it anymore. And that, um, who was that guy who wrote that, uh, he sent me the text a couple of weeks ago. He said, there's an air of inevit- inevitability about everything. Mm. And that, that has taken away so much of, uh, his enjoyment of racing in that every big stakes card is going to be the same trainers and the same jockeys. And in a lot of ways, the same horses, and it's gotten to be uh, monotonous. And this is the thing that that never gets the Earl Max of the world never comment on on the issues of the day to day racing, of the <laughs> odds changes, of um, you know the 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 suspect form. Yeah, the
2: late odds changes are ridiculous, like. That should be high on the priority list. That and and filling the entry box and getting more entries
0: in races should be top of the heap. Well, and and, like no one's creating, we can create more horses. It's not that hard. If you have a mare, you breed them, (laughs) They, they usually produce a horse. But more and more mares get taken out of production because the demand isn't there. So the supply reacts to the demand. And again, this is not a new thing. This is not something that we haven't talked about. But does anybody see any wholesale efforts to try to attract um, new investment into this business that isn't related to micro-shares? None. If I was at a racetrack, I would probably ban microshare horses from my track. That would be the first thing I would do. I'd say, "No, you, you guys can't be here." And everybody <laughs> would say, "Wow, well, what are you talking about?" Uh, well, microshare horses don't help my program. For all the $10 and $20 that the small people bet. And this is nothing against them. But I, that would be the point would be, "Hey, they're buying into a horse that's already here."
2: Yeah, well, what happens when <laughs> Said racetracks are in bed with said. Exactly. Micro so share.
0: That, I guess that's the, that, that was kind of the theme was they've gone the opposite way. And, and invested into the thing. Which seems odd. So odd. It would seem that if I was a racetrack and I was going to not ban them, that I would start my own. It isn't that hard. All you need is a lawyer to write the papers Marketing, you should have marketing, even though the racetracks marketing departments might have uh, cobwebs on them. (laughs) They do have them. And, uh, you know, a horse. It's it's not that hard to buy a horse. They're not investing in that as an industry, they're investing to try to make money. And everybody says, oh, well, you know, uh, well.
2: Right. Why wouldn't they invest that time and effort into the the product? They don't care about the product. Clearly, but that's my question. That's the first thing I, I when I saw that ad, I was like, "Wait a minute, why are they not trying to do everything they can to put twelve in that starting gate every race?"
0: <laughs> they they shrug their shoulders and they and they say to themselves, "Oh well." <sighs> The tracks are the biggest problem, and that's just the truth of it. It's maybe not politically correct, but it's the truth, man. The tracks don't put much effort in. The tracks are the ones that that are selling the the racetracks. The tracks are the ones who don't market, who don't try to get owners. Owners provide the product for the racetrack, yet they make almost no attempt to really accommodate them or, or attract them. And owners are good customers for the racetrack. Not only do they provide the product, they they come to the races, and they bring people.
2: And they spend money. You know, the only time I ever saw any concerted effort to bring in owners, I I think it was a lady that used to work at TVG briefly, that used to work at Monmouth, her name, um, Christina Bosanakis. Yeah, yeah. She had some program that she was working with that that was trying to get new owners in. But it wasn't, I don't believe it was through the racetrack itself. It was like a separate entity, which is terrible because the track should be doing stuff
0: like that. There's been plenty of owner initiatives. Mm. There's been. It's not as though they never existed. But they've never been done on a whole scale fashion. They've never been backed by the racetracks. Right. And
2: it seems like that's, that's like the easiest thing for them to do. Not easiest, but and, and at least to get the, the information out there to people to make their own decisions about if they want to be in it or not. You know, it just seems like you know that'd be a good place to start.
0: Of course, and 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 they would say, well, it's not our responsibility. And I would say to them, well, all those horses on the backside, who who do you think own? Why do you think they're there? They're there because people own them. Like, why wouldn't you want more of those people?
2: Right, you should get as many as you can to the point where you have to turn people away. That's what you they want. They
0: act as though it's nineteen eighty-five, and they get seven thousand stall applications for fifteen hundred stalls. They 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 act like it's 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 still that way. Like someone pointed out something, and this is is a minor detail that really has nothing to do with anything. But they talked about. Um, the conditions in a maiden race, how two-year-old maiden races, maiden specials at big tracks will mostly say horses have run for a claiming price of X amount. Um, last three least, uh, least preference. Right. And someone said, you know, like when, when's the last time that actually happened, especially for huh. two-year races at this time of year when it's early. And it never happens anymore. It's just a holdover. In June, if you go back 20 years ago, not, not, not 50 years ago, 20 years ago, in the 2000s, you could find races in June at Belmont of New York breeds with full fields for New York bred two-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Now they don't Those even, are like one of the best now they don't races even to fill, play. They don't even fill. Those
2: dessert. are like one of the best races to play because it was always chaos. I I, I love those races, and they were always full fields. It was always, you know, eleven, twelve horses, you know, and then they they scaled it back at some point to make it eight, right? Ten or ten, yeah. <clears throat> um, but they were always highly competitive. A lot of first time starters, obviously, they're two year olds, and it was it was always good racing. I mean, it, it gets a little dicey out on the track, you know, because they're they're young horses and you know they're they're really green, but those races filled, and they were they were good, like they were good betting races, and we don't hardly get that anymore. I mean the only time we get loaded three year old or two year old races are like on big days,
0: yeah. And I mean, I've come to accept the big days for what they are. I mean, mm. they are what they are, and you know, for the most part, they're pretty good cards. Yeah, they're always good. I, yeah, I mean, but it's just we want more of that, even though they can be, you know, chalk orientated. Um, but it's, it's it, we can't just live on the the monthly big card. It's it's just got to, It's gotten to be where. Everything else has gotten neglected so much. And you have to go back to the basics. We need more owners. You get more owners, you get more horses. The horses have to be distributed in in a much more equitable fashion. If you don't change that, then why do you think this will not continue to spiral? That's one of these questions that you can ask people and everyone will look at you with a blank stare. And you say to yourself, how is it that they don't get that? Or they'll say, well, how do we do that? Hmm. How do you do that? Well, first you have to identify it as a problem. Okay. We can come up with a lot of different theories on how to accomplish it. But if you never actually bring it to the table and say, this is something that we want to focus on and, and we've identified it as an area that we want to put some, uh, some money and some effort into, that doesn't happen. And that's what I try to, to tell people on these threads and it's difficult to say in even if you go overboard writing in that they're not making the effort to do this they're not changing the condition books no one's said hey you know what maybe we could find a, an, an alternative to just having a bunch of cheap climbing races maybe we could have find a, a different way to classify horses so we can have better fields and more competitive races and guys won't just Drop thirty thousand dollar horses in for seventy five hundred and be one to nine, <laughs> and but that never happens. We we never get to that point because we always have a crisis of some sort that everybody has to chime in on, and it, it it's just hard for me sometimes to really well, I, I shouldn't say sometimes all the time. It's hard for me to understand how people can't. Don't don't see that the basics. If you want betters to stick around, not talking about new people, I'm talking about the ones you got. You gotta give them more than what you're giving them. You're giving them, you're you're serving them shit sandwiches, and these cards are bad. And then then you're, you're you're banging them out on the odds, and you have late odds changes, and 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 we have how how many suspect, you know, computer uh, assisted wagering team. Short numbers have we seen in the last you know couple years? We we, we never saw that happen. They they haven't helped the, the pools. That the, the idea that they're, um, you know, making the pools more efficient, yeah. they're doing that food, for we're making them. We don't want selling that bill of goods too because. <laughs> We don't want more efficiency. Efficient pools are, are are shitty pools, from my standpoint. I don't. I don't want to say, "Oh, well, you know, he's eight to five, and he should be eight to five. Right. That's the
2: disparities. Those are the things that we, you know, or at least I concentrate on.
0: Is the having to look at the doubles to see what what the horse <laughs> the favorite's going to be. Instead of looking at the tote board itself, and I'm not talking ten minutes beforehand. I'm talking as they're ready to leave the gate. You can't trust the tote board. I mean, how is that like not depending you know,
2: on the track? You really how is that not can't. a
0: major issue for, for for horse racing executives that their customers cannot trust their own tote board?
1: I don't
2: know. I had I've had to build that into my my repertoire. Is those late odds changes because I was,
0: it's, I was at know. the harness track yesterday, Saratoga, and I liked the horse, and uh, Brian Cross was driving it, a trotter, mm-hmm. and it broke last time. But its races prior to that were pretty good, and I was thinking, and the mo- the morning line I think was seven to two on the horse, and I was thinking to myself, you know, seven to two is not a bad price, but there was another horse that had won and had good a fast time So said this horse is he might be somebody I want to watch play so I looked at the exactas and it was hard to come up with <laughs> with anybody so I said, you know I'm just gonna bet the win so I made us made a small bet and then because you know you can't bet too much Saratoga anyways
2: no you kill um, the price <laughs> you kill your own
0: price right, I made a bet with like... Um, they they were starting the the gate was starting to move. Oh, the, the gate, gate was down. moving. Yeah, and then I kept thinking I, I should really bet more because this price is it, it's too good it's to be true. Way too high. <laughs> yeah, he kept fluttering between seven to two and four to one. And you know why I didn't do it? I said to myself on the turn as they were turning he's good, favored, he's going to get banged down to eight to five, and then I'm yep. going to
2: be. Like, and then be mad as hell. <laughs> then he's gonna.
0: I no, I believe I already played the scenario in my head. He's gonna break in the first turn, and I was gonna be miserable. And of course, he didn't. I didn't make the bet. He didn't click down, and he didn't break. And he went wild. And and easy. Yeah, he went one easy. And uh, the twenty-one to one shot came up the inside to be second. So, um, but it was just a paranoia on my own part. I, I kind of. I've gotten to be conditioned to expect the late bang, and when it doesn't happen, it's it's
2: it's like a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I,
0: I cashed a small ticket, but I should have met, made a much you know a bigger ticket. But I seriously, I, I actually, I waited for the banging that never <laughs> that never came. And believe me, it don't take much at Saratoga. No. Uh they got, yeah, the, it's, it's just so they frustrating. Got the, they got the stand. Well, they got a stand now outside barbecue, hamburgers, sausage, and yeah, man. Need to get some of that. Summer's here.
2: No more snow. There's no more snow. Today. No, no, snow's dead. <laughs> See, it's so weird. I can't tell when I'm in, you know, being in Florida, I can't, I, I can never tell what anybody else's weather is like unless they're. In or around a racetrack,
0: <laughs> it's true. In Florida, you have winter, then it gets hot, and it's hot, and that's it, and that's it, right? It's hot <laughs> from there on in. Other places, it gets hot, then it gets cool, then it gets hot, then it gets cool, then it gets. But uh, no, it's it's nice now. Um, I mean, it's uh getting into the 50s at night. Oh, come on, bro, what are you doing? I'm Just home, I'm I don't home. go outside at night. <laughs> That's freezing. It could be. It could, listen, it could be minus fifty outside. It don't matter to me. I'm. <laughs> He's like, I'm in the house, bro. Yeah. Uh, you know, lower seventies in the daytime. Oh, that's horribly cold. I can't 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 complain.
2: Well, yeah, of course not, because it was like two degrees, like two months ago. So yeah, it wasn't I that long
0: it. ago. I can remember, like you know, the ice was hanging off the roof of the <laughs> house. And we don't have that anymore.
2: Icicles hanging off your Miami Heat hat.
0: It's supposed to be nice. I'll be at Belmont this weekend. Oh, you're going. I'm going. That's dope. Uh huh. All right, that's what's up. Now you can
2: you can definitely give us a report on the construction. <laughs> I'll give you reports
0: on everything, my friend.
2: We'll be reporting. In- I need a report on a on a knish at Belmont uh-huh. Park because that's. That's what really got me hooked on horse racing. Having a Kanish at Belmont with the spicy mustard. Yeah. Well let's let's My hope that Favorite they don't get... thing when I was a kid. I was let's
0: let's hope they don't get the Belmont Day uh pricing. Ugh. Forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, we but don't this want... this might be the the final I mean it sounds like it's gonna be the final um
2: Final Belmont in the grandstand, right? Yeah. Down that monstrosity. Hopefully the new one will be modern, at least.
0: I'm sure it'll be nice. I mean, the metal end is nice. Not that there's anything other than they have a new grandstand. No, Um, but I'm I'm talking like, you know, they should really do something.
2: I mean, in the perfect world, if this industry was where it's supposed to be. You have like a, you know, like an ascot type place.
0: Well, I don't think it's going to be like that.
2: No, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Or, uh, you know, like on. That's that's like obviously huge, but at least a modern facility like. You know, not these dungeons that we have now, like even Gulfstream. I mean, that that's one of the newer ones, but it's not. All that inviting,
0: right? No, I. I mean, they didn't get a billion dollars, <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I really yeah, don't.
2: I haven't I haven't seen any renderings or. You know, drawings of what it's supposed to look like, but I'm going to have to seek that out and do some
1: research.
0: Yeah. I don't know that there has been anything released yet, to be honest. I, I don't think they released anything until they got their funding. Didn't want to,
2: didn't want to jinx wanna it.
0: No, didn't want to, didn't want to put the jinx on themselves. But uh, no, I'll be there.
1: Well, that's cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I wish I was more excited about it. <laughs> That's
2: only it's only nice Monday.
0: Can I mean, I'll see excited? a lot of see a lot of people and I mean, it's always a good time. New York really like Kings. But um yeah, I mean, I got to admit I'm not quite as, as excited as I usually would be. So I just I mean, Friday's card to me was I thought, I thought Thursday's card might have been a better card from a, a race-to-race standpoint. than uh, Yeah, Friday it was. definitely is, because Friday looks like it's going to
2: be a chalk city. Yeah. You know, I, I, the card has some good horses on it, but they're going to win, and they're going to be like one to two.
0: <laughs> and that does me no good. Yeah. No, nope. Does no one, know? There's no one but the Chalkies. Yeah, definitely not that. But, um, yeah, so we may even do a, a Facebook Live. Okay, that's what's up. A countdown. Not not like a video. Whatever. A timeline. A timeline. Oh, those are the best. Yeah, I have a timeline.
2: Because yours are absolutely hilarious. Shout out to Steve Christ, who used to do the Saratoga blog. <laughs> uh, Steve
0: wonder what his turf I haven't seen that. I might have just missed him. He has that turf sprinter he owns a piece of with uh Phil Gleason. Oh, that's right, with David Donk, the one that put the scare in Golden Pal,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: Good old golden pal.
0: Yeah, so uh, it'll be a little light to schedule with Ellis Park um, not racing until f- Saturday.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's a tough place to, to play races,
0: man. Elias Park.
2: Hey, hey because Christmas. the camera angle, like, they, they used to have the, the camera angles <clears throat> that were the worst in the world. Like You can't even watch races like replays. It was so bad. But then I they see. stopped using them in the form which was probably better off because it was that bad. It was sh- so horrible, the camera angles. And the camera work was really bad. Couldn't watch replays. So,
0: you know, it's crazy to think, but um I was in Kentucky, training in Kentucky for about eleven years. I never won a race at Ellis Park.
2: Did you attempt any?
0: Not that many, but but I did not win a race there. I had a horse was like three to five one time. Really oh, yeah. Good. I think you told me that really story. That was a horse that went to River Downs. He did, yes. he did win a River Downs, though. He looked like Secretary. Won right? a stake
2: there, too, right? No, he won. I that. thought
0: it was a stake. Five, the 5,000 never won three or something.
2: Hey. Joe Johnson
0: w. in the bike. Joe Johnson. Yeah. I had, I had Marty McGee in the win picture for that one. Yeah. <laughs> Marty McGee, Cherie DeVoe, and a dog. That wasn't the one picture for that one. And, yeah, the lady the lady beside me on the horse who was second favorite. And she was bitching to me about the, the heavy heads shipping in from Churchill. That was
1: you. You had me.
0: I was like, I was like he? you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was uh, can't think of that horse's name. It was a filly, and they had they had claimed her at Tampa. Uh, the people claimed her were breeders. They were kind of they didn't they weren't a big operation. It was kind of a, um, you know, a backyard operation. Sure, they had like I don't know eight eight six eight mares, something like that. So they claimed this filly. She had a a nice pedigree. She was by Rizzy, but the oh dam, boy, the, the dam was uh, was pretty good. And they claimed her for, I want to say like 12,000 at Tampa. And, uh, I didn't claim the horse for him. I, I don't know who claimed the horse for him, but obviously they sent the horse home to, to breed. And when they got her there, they found out that she couldn't be bred. Oh, So now they were stuck with her and, uh, someone recommended me. So I wound up with the horse and. She wasn't, she, she she had her issues, man. She wasn't real sound. And uh, <laughs> I thought she could win it. I thought she could win that race at Ellis Park, though. I think it was 7,500. It was either 7,500 or 5,000. And she was the f- chalk. And of course, she got beat. But uh, I ran in on a, a couple of the stakes there, but I never did any good. I ran. I ran in a stake, and I actually thought I'd run good. A filly named Keach, who I claimed off Al's stall, um, and she ran terrible. And we scoped her afterwards and found that she had, um, and we had run her. I mean, we had won with her, so it wasn't like it was our first race where we had had her for a while, and she had some sort of obstruction. It was growing in her airway. Oh boy! Yeah, that's so, cool. So. so. My forays to Ellis Park were mostly negative
2: well that's why you're going
0: to Belmont not to Ellis Park this week yeah so. yes yeah, so not going to Ellis park i'm I'm going to try to <laughs> between now and the time that racing finally does cease I'm going to make a, a big effort to not go to Ellis Park that's one of the things I don't want to do in my life go
2: back doesn't there. seem that difficult of a no,
0: it, it's actually uh, the, the bar is set very low with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember that the, the few times I was there, it was like ungodly hot. So at least this time of the year, it might not be quite so hot down there. You the know, purses the purses are a lot better than they used to be. You know, on Saturday,
2: it's going to be like 95 degrees out of nowhere.
0: It's, it's possible. It's always possible. But but, uh, but anyways. So if anyone's at Belmont on Friday or Saturday. So I don't know what time I'm going to get there. And I don't know what time I'm going to leave. But I can guarantee you this. It won't be from race one to whatever the last race. How many is there? 14? Well, too many. Too many. I, I, I cannot do 14 race cards period
2: I mean remember that one time we went we did the the Batman and Robin thing and we didn't I don't think we got it we went into the the track until the seventh race yeah <laughs> it was
0: <laughs> though we had to you know hop the fence you know basically but uh, now it's those days are too long
2: yeah on your feet it's it's
0: rough. We should have a pitch clock. That's actually a good idea. We should have a race clock.
1: Yeah. On on big days, it
2: has anything less than, you know, than 45 minutes between races would be fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. the, 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 It's not even as bad as as running all the races. It's when they start slowing them, slowing
2: them down, like, and it gets longer and longer,
0: and then it's like an hour and a
2: half between, you know, the 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 turf race and in the Belmont. (laughs) It's like, what are we doing here? No, I think the the Preakness it was an hour, right, or over an hour. I don't know. it was, just, it was ridiculous it just took forever and it was like dark here which is like impossible right it doesn't get dark here till like 9 o'clock <laughs> that was like when they had the, um, the Breeders Cup basically at night <laughs> I yeah. think the last race went off it was like 9.30 <laughs> it's like two years ago. Yeah. I, was, I was upset about that actually. Although I'd like to see Breeders Cup at night, like they did at Churchill that one time.
0: Uh I would guess that at some point they'll probably try it. They should. I mean,
2: it's tough because of the timing, because it's usually a little chillier, you know.
0: that's no, never bothered them. They had, they had, they had breeders cups at Arlington Park. And I know Woodbine.
2: It, and, it was freezing that yeah. day.
0: Yeah, believe me, Churchill Downs can be plenty cold in November too. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised someday if they tried it. Maybe on the Friday, the Friday night. There are there's only five races on 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 the Breeders' Cup Friday, so
2: yeah, that's actually not a bad idea
0: for a track that has the ability to do it. On, like, yeah, sure. I'm sure there'd be. Oh, it would cut into party time. Wait, uh-huh. parties? What is this? I'm kind of aggravated that that they put so much time in between the games and the
2: basketball. Oh, that's ridiculous too. Two two days
0: Why? off every time. Like totally kills it.
2: Right. Any any kind of excitement, it's like uh, you know, we gotta wait two more days for another game.
0: Right, it like drags it out.
2: Bro, this this shit could have been done in a week.
0: Right. And the best team still would win. I mean it's it's more like the regular season. Right. There's no there's no regular season um schedule that team get two days off, then two days off, then two days off, then two days off. But it just takes so long now. Just like takes the momentum away, you know?
2: Right, yeah. It just it's just you know. It's hard to get emotionally involved in the series when it's that spaced out. It's true.
0: It's it's definitely true. And I think that's one of those things that people really should be careful about when talking about spacing out the triple crown, and that especially years like this where you don't um...
2: right. There's no triple crown. Yeah, you know, and not going for a triple crown.
0: Imagine if it can't. was another. If it was another week to the Belmont. Oof. No Remember, way, it was like there was like twelve horses that were going to run in it last week. <laughs> if, if we if we pushed it back another week, there might be it might wind up being a match race,
2: right? Because everybody would take a wanna... stumble
0: a couple more times,
2: right? Go over to to the Travers. I mean, why would you?
0: We'll just retire everybody.
2: Yeah. It's your fault, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) At least that's what they say on Twitter. It's it's your fault. Mm
0: -hmm. Some people just want to (laughs) argue.
2: It's hard not to because people say some dumb shit.
0: God. That is true, but that's never going to stop. No. At least they don't say dumb shit in our two to our faces.
2: No, they would never.
0: So, well, anyways, I mean, uh, I got nothing else, man.
2: No, I'm good. We're good. I think we covered it all, all the nonsense and all the good stuff. And uh, hopefully you have fun down at, uh, at the uh, Oval of Champions. Champions are made Belmont, right? Isn't that what the sign says?
0: Yeah, something like that. Uh, is that Belmont or Notre Dame? <laughs> <laughs> Play like a champion today. We're stealing from Notre Dame. Oh man,
2: I found myself explaining that to Sabria last week. Actually, funny enough. I was telling her how, you know, they have that sign and they all touch it. And I had to show her a video of them doing it because she didn't believe me. Right. <laughs> this is stupid kids these days. Always want proof. <laughs>
0: Well, anyways, anybody that's playing the Belmont card this weekend? good luck You'll need it.
2: well yeah, I'll be spreading uh some some Belmont card joy around between a couple of podcasts I'm doing.
0: I have no fuel for this Belmont How can but you I really all I, the horses aren't really that good, and then you got they all seem to like want to be closers.
2: Right. They all, they,
0: nobody wants to go to the lead. So,
2: I mean, there's all signs yeah. of pointing towards a,
0: a Baffert right. horse. The two to want to go to the lead are both trained by the same guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but that's, who that's Fox pretty is much a, how
2: simple it is sometimes.
0: Who Fox is doing a big in-depth interview with. Yeah. Well, the truth of the matter is people will watch.
1: Oh, yeah. So It'll be, uh,
0: well, I should say, I mean, I shouldn't say that it'll be interesting to see how Fox covers it because, you know, I won't be watching it, but, um, it'll be interesting to see how people react to Fox's coverage to people that actually do watch it. I'm sure everyone will complain about everything because they always do, but, (laughs) uh, it, I would like to know how they do, you know, differently than, um than the regular show obviously outside of different people and how they do it differently than NBC does because everyone's kind of got used to the NBC um, fluff. No, I wasn't going to say that. I was just going to say the, the NBC model of how they cover races. It doesn't really change very much. So, I mean, we're all used to it. I mean, again, I'm kind of lying because I almost never watched the coverage. No, <laughs> but, I, I
2: tape it and watch it after, usually but, like the next day.
0: But uh, no, I, I think it would be kind of an interesting contrast in how, how Fox intends, intends on covering it because there's a good chance that Fox winds up with the old rights at some point.
2: Well, I can say on their press release, they tried to angle it like the Fox national broadcast, like your local Fox station that's going to be the dumbed down version of the coverage and the coverage on FS one is going to be for expert players or, you know, novice and, and, and above. So whatever that means. Thought it was interesting. They went out of their way to try to, separate the two.
0: Um Yeah, I mean I think it's positive that they have to.
2: Yeah. I mean they can they can use it to their advantage in that way, but you know what the outside world's impression of it is. We'll we'll see. I guess you know with the with the national coverage, and see what that brings.
0: Well, it seems like that that's kind of the way that um, some of the big events are being covered now. But I mean, I do it in the Monday night games, and now they're doing it with um, uh, some of the other sports the basketballs doing it and having... Right,
2: they had like Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A., though I don't
0: know anyone who would and want somebody actually. else
2: sitting there, like J.J. Reddick or somebody.
0: Right, but uh, no, it's it's a, it's not a bad thing.
2: I mean, it's something that we thought about and we've brought up. Yeah. You know, having a separate feed for you know, expert type players. People that, that you know, that want to play and make money and talk about
0: Yeah, well, especially considering that uh, Fox's coverage is, what, like 90 minutes? And uh, (laughs) there's like eight hours of races, (laughs) so they're they're only covering a little sliver of the races.
2: Right, because races are only a minute and change. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing the other? 85 minutes. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, be nice to. Uh, it's it's hard to do double headers now. Oh yeah. At the Meadowlands, because they start so early. They early, they
2: start like six thirty.
0: It used to be. They used to start. I think they start at seven eight, seven thirty or eight. eight. O'clock. Yeah. Yeah. That was perfect. I remember when they changed it.
2: You were like, "Why are they starting so early?" In yeah. fact, I think we were we were at Gulfstream when when they first started doing it yeah when they I,
0: first moved at six o'clock, i was like what man.
2: the hell is this nonsense
0: <laughs> when they moved at six o'clock and the first race would go off at six eighteen 18 every day <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd turn on at six o'clock post time and they wouldn't even be doing the the previews of 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 all the races yet let alone the race race one but uh, yeah some 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 wicked uh Speaking of wicked, I saw that they're they're making Suffolk Downs into a, a music venue.
2: <laughs> I I mean nobody wants to go there unless there's horses running around in a circle. Yeah. I mean I, I don't know if you've ever been to Suffolk Downs, but it's not in the greatest area. I mean they they would really have to make this like super nice venue. <laughs> that area ain't ain't that great. They just need to go ahead and start yeah, running races again cuz that venue ain't going to
0: last either. <laughs> No. Um, whatever. It's like racing doesn't even exist anymore in New England. Nice. Um, all right, my friend. Uh, good luck this weekend. Yeah. Stay safe. Playing. Have fun. Have your, uh,
2: your phone on high vibrate. So when I text you and say, hey, why is this horse three to five? And you could be like, "I'm fading them.
0: Fadesville. That's right.
2: And you and Time Lord can stop, slandering Jimmy Butler, and Miami Heat.
0: Man, I, I, I went, I went Nuggets and six, man. I didn't go Nuggets and four like some of these other people did. I said six.
2: I think Nuggets in seven, maybe.
0: I think Miami's not going to be able to hit fifty percent of the three pointers. See, and I'm going to. I'm going to, I'm going to go
2: do. out on a limb here and say they're going to take a couple more games. Yeah, one more.
0: No, they're going to win three. Listen, they played great last night and they barely hung on. They were they were three inches away from going to overtime and they'd have lost in overtime. They, they were they were they were wore out at the end. They were they were like Mike Smith on Holy Bull. Bolster <laughs> was holding on. He was going with down. the lefty stick yeah. the whole way. They they were they were running out of gas fast. think about that. Everybody Yeah, but they played, got two
2: days to recover. So everybody played bad
0: on, on Denver except for the, the obvious Joker. Yeah. Everyone else played Nasty. bad.
2: Yeah, Murray was garbage.
0: Murray played played poorly. Porter was terrible. Um, Gordon didn't have nearly the impact. Uh, Caldwell Pope was, but they've guys. done that
2: all year. Though he there's been games where all that, over the place. That, that that's happened with Denver. The, Probably more than it should. For sometimes a team that's they'll play, this a game
0: and they 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 play, and everyone just plays bad. And yeah, except no, for it of course the Joker, who never plays bad. But yeah, I mean they the the, the second best player in the court for them last night was the the. The brown kid from Kansas, the rookie. Yeah, <laughs> he <laughs> he literally was the second best guy. On he the he was all over the place. Yeah, I mean, he, he played played really well, but you know Miami won the game in, in the end. They won the game because they shot fifty the... percent from the threes. I mean, when you shoot fifty percent and you shoot a lot of threes, you're going to win a lot of games.
2: Probably, yeah.
0: It's just hard to do. It's just hard to do. And well, there's
2: two days between games. You could do it.
0: Well, you could have ten games between days. It's still hard to shoot fifty percent of threes. And you know, part of the reason, it, and, and this is why sometimes it's basketball is is difficult to predict, and why betting sports is so hard. And that Miami got a lot of open looks in the first game. And yeah, they, missed, they just didn't hit
1: any. <laughs>
0: right, they missed them, and. Miller, the, the coach of um, not Miller. Malone. Malone said it. He goes, Listen, we didn't really play very good. We missed on defense. We really did not play good. They got a lot of shots. And he was right. <laughs> and it happened again, except Miami made them in the second
2: right. Season. And that's why they lost. But
0: the difference is though, like just like with Boston, when Miami doesn't make the shots, they they're barely competitive. And that's the thing is they live by the three and they die by the three. So, you know, I just don't think that they can they can do that four games out of seven. I mean, it just is – they didn't need it against the Knicks. But they just don't seem like – it's just hard to see, see any team shooting that well. Until it actually happens. Four out of seven.
2: <laughs> they were saying that about um, Golden State too, and they just lit everybody up. but we'll see I mean you know I I, I think um, Miami rates a better chance than people are giving them probably not going to win the series but
0: I I don't think they're as
2: mismatched as people want to make well
0: I mean before yesterday everyone was talking sweep oh yeah I didn't I I never thought they were going to get swept but going into this I thought that Miami was going to have one of those games and they did yeah. I mean, it's it's how they've they've played the entire playoffs. Right. When they when when Vincent and Struess and, and Robinson hit threes and, and money. Caleb Martin. To They're a, hard to, extent, to beat. They're they a very tough team because you're going to get Butler in the mid range and, and you're going to get out of He's going to he
2: Lowry. Beat. Then you get right. Lowry making shots. Right. that He probably should. Those win. guys
0: don't make threes. They can't score. They can't really score, and and that's the that's the thing that, you know. Teams rarely will put themselves in the position, but Spolster makes all the right moves. I mean, he starts Kevin Love after not playing him at all, and he doesn't let Gordon play bully ball. And you know, they needed help on the boards, and and that was one of the, the, the question marks that Miami had going into right, rebounding. The series, is they're so much smaller. And they're not great on the boards. I mean, you saw it against Boston. There was a lot of times Adebayo was the only guy for the Heat going up against two or three Celtics trying to get rebounds. So, you know, Love did help in that, that standpoint. And, I mean, the guy's a great coach. He doesn't make too many mistakes. And he always seems like he's got something up his sleeve. And mm-hmm. uh, But I, I think Denver really lost the game because they just didn't play well. And a lot of it, like, you know, guys were two guys would co- go to the corner to guard the same guy, leaving another guy five feet away. Wide open. <laughs> wide open. And you can't do that against good shooters. You can't do it. You you can get away with it once in a while, but you can't do it. And they did it a lot. Right. And then, you
2: just have to pray
0: they don't make it, a it shot. Hurt, <laughs> it hurts them that, that Caldwell Pope, that hurts them when he gets in foul trouble. He He really is the key for their defense. Because he can guard a lot. Because he can't do anything <laughs> Well, he can guard a lot of different guys. Yeah, no, that's a strong suit for and sure. Then, so, so you can't pick and roll him to death because he can pretty much guard whoever you put him on.
2: Right, he's going to disrupt so that whole. When he's
0: in foul trouble, it changes everything. And, I mean, Gordon can cover Butler, but he he gets tired, and you know they've got a <laughs> Butler plays pretty much the whole game. And when they have to sub,
2: right? He can't. the 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 backup isn't no. much. <laughs> I mean,
0: but it's it's just. Uh, it's interesting. Played, Miami played extremely well, and Denver didn't, and they lost by three points. So, you and and, and, and uh, the one good thing about them going back to Miami is we don't have to hear about the altitude anymore.
2: <laughs>
0: At least for another
2: two games.
0: Yeah, but they're all going back to it at the same time, so it, it it should you know if if just because you're from Denver doesn't mean you have like super altitude powers. <laughs> when you leave for a week, it, it wears off. And that's crazy too. They're going to Miami to play two games, and it's going to be like a week.
2: That's ridiculous. <laughs> they should be there like
0: three days tops. Game seven is going to be like. Travers night. Oh,
2: so horrible, man. <laughs> literally gonna be July fourth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh well, all right, like I said. Good luck to everybody and
1: see
2: you on Monday.
0: I hope all our listeners do well. Yes the hell with everybody else that's right our listeners are the
2: shizzles
0: we're going to we're going to circle the wagons
2: that's right circle wagons like we're the bills Garnsdale.
0: Right. we don't really like the bills but we'll circle the wagons
2: we'll circle wagons
0: all right we'll talk to <laughs> hey if you haven't done it already it's time for you to sign up for the going in circles digest Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest and stakes previews, and stories, and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some cool videos every once in a while for uh, historic purposes. Anyways, check it out. goingincirclesdigest.substack.com It's free. It should be for you.